Juicy with Lil Wayne did. This one really tweet? hurt. Yeah, the tweet. Yeah. Not great. I thought it was a typo, though. What, what do you mean you thought it was a typo? I don't typo? think he meant that. He definitely meant it. Like, you know how they say, like, mission is a go? Yeah, but he doesn't like, like... Hold on. Luke is a go. All right, here's how we know this wasn't a typo. I sent it to him. It is from Lil Wayne. CP got the tricks because he's a pimp. Luke is the... Welcome in episode 17 of the What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. A ton to do today. Also, by the way, like, rate, subscribe, review, and check out our continuing countdown of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years in NBA history. A new one is released every Sunday. We are approaching the top 25 players of the last 50 years in NBA history. And man, these rankings get tougher and tougher, so check those out. But before we get to what we will be talking about after an absolutely glorious weekend of NBA playoffs, let's discuss what we won't be talking about. What is not on the show today is Rich Strike winning the Kentucky Derby, an 80-to-1 shot, blew up all my trifectas and superfectas and exactas. How the hell does a horse that was not even in the race Friday morning win the Kentucky Derby? So I guess we are talking about Missy Elliott retweeted us multiple times. Shout out to Missy Elliott. Shout out to Lil Wayne. And, well, hold on. Put me on the camera, please. What do you mean we're not talking about Jokic winning the MVP? Hours ago, it was, you guys are seeing this Tuesday morning, but we are recording this Monday afternoon. Hours ago, Adrian Wojnarowski released that he has been told Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP. Now, we all knew this was going to happen, but there was still, I was still holding out slight hope that maybe it wouldn't, but it has. So they say we're not talking about it. We are going to talk about it for just a moment. I know you're <laughs> sick of the Jokic stuff, Demonze. I don't care. Okay. Here's the deal, guys. It is just impossible to me to believe that people could be watching these playoffs and watch what Giannis is doing. Watch what the Sixers looked like the two games without Embiid and the two games with Embiid in this series. Watch what Luka is doing on a nightly basis and still be like, yeah, Nikola Jokic, he's the best player in basketball. So I would have less of an issue with Jokic winning the MVP if the folks who voted for him overwhelmingly, and we're going to see when the votes come out that it was overwhelming, if they had some shame, if they had some humility, but they won't. So instead, here's what I request. Triple down on it, guys. He's going to put up these same numbers next year. Let's go three in a row. I am now rooting for Nikola Jokic to win MVP again because folks tell me it's a regular season award. Playoff success doesn't matter at all. All-time historical standing doesn't matter at all. And what happened the year before shouldn't matter at all. So if Jokic has unbelievable BPM plus and VORP and PR next year, let's just give it to him again. Because by the way, he will. And, by, and, and last little point, those precious advanced analytics that folks act like are infallible. You do realize that a big part of his case was defensively, he was better than Embiid this year. He was better than Giannis this year. You watching these playoffs, is that you, you still think that? Or you think maybe it's a little embarrassing for the league that for the second straight year, they're going to have to award the MVP via Skype? I think Jeez. it is. All right. Demonze, 
Got that out of the way. What are we starting with? Because I have a feeling it is something I'm much more excited to talk about than Nikola Jokic winning another silly MVP. I mean, you sounded pretty excited to talk about him not or winning the MVP. Okay, fair enough. But we all know you started your celebration with Luka and the Mavs. Oh! They took game four to tie the series. Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? Are the Suns just overrated? Is Luka unstoppable? Or is this just another CP3 playoff curse? All right. A little bit of everything. I want to start with Chris Paul. Now, yeah. all right, I'm going to explain something to you because I think it's fair to say you know nothing about tennis, right? About the, the rules of tennis. No, the, the numbers, they go up by 15 and then 30s. Yeah, 15, 30. Okay, you know that. But, they, but knowledge. in general, you don't know a lot about tennis. Nope. So here's, so in, in men's tennis, it, it does. It goes 15, 30, 40 game. So you need to win four points to win a game. Okay. And you need to win six games to win a set. And you need to win three sets to win a match. It's best three out of five sets. Okay? This this will make sense in just a moment. And in fact, you know what? I'm so confident this will make sense uh, for our social team. Put this out there starting right about now. Where Chris Paul is in his career is like an aging great tennis player who will go into a match and say, I can't be excellent every set and in fact i'm going to need to take a game or multiple games or a set off just forfeit it essentially not try to fight and claw so i lose the set six four but if i know i can't win the set lose it six love save my energy so i can win the next one because i only need to win three out of five that's where chris paul is right now in these series watch him in the pelican series Unbelievable. 19 points in the fourth quarter, 30 points in the game, zero turnovers, then a four-point game. Whereas in the Sun series, unbelievable. Tortures Luka in the fourth quarter of game two. Seven turnovers, awful in game three. Fouls out. out. Fouls out of game four. (laughs) So Chris Paul can't be great every night at this point. Just turned 37. The question is, can he be great four out of seven times? Thus far in this series, he's been great two out of seven. I think he has determined that if he tries to be above average to very good every single night, he won't have any great performances. So I think he is sacrificing. He's just taking the L on certain nights within the game. Exactly right. So he's 37. He's been excellent or awful in almost every playoff game this year. I think he's like an aging tennis player. I think it makes sense. The Suns being overrated. I don't know that they're overrated. I do know what they did the first two games was not sustainable. They were shooting like 65% on long twos. And the reason the Suns should be nervous is this. It's 2-2 in the series. They are as a team, as a team, shooting 50-40-90 for the series. You shoot, they're 51% from the field, 43% from three, and 90% from the line. You go 50-40-90 as a team, that's going to regress a bit. That's going to, water's going to find its level. You need to be up 3-1. They're not. I love where the Mavs are at. And of course, Luke is <laughs> one of the greatest players ever. He's flatly, simply one of the greatest players ever. Eventually, everyone will recognize it. All right, what's next? Okay. Taping for game four of Warriors-Grizzlies. Yep. Jama missed the next game due to injury. Yeah. He said on Twitter that Poole broke the code. Yeah. But it didn't seem like Jordan Poole, the... the Hurting it was intentional. Yep. Did, do you think he did anything wrong here? No, I don't think Jordan Poole did anything wrong. I, and I actually don't even think John Morant was that angry at Jordan Poole. 
I think John Morant was angry at Steve Kerr for what he said about Dylan Brooks. I think Steve Kerr upped the ante on all of this by saying Dylan Brooks broke the code, by essentially saying Dylan Brooks intentionally hurt Gary Payton Jr. When he didn't, it was a dangerous play. It was a reckless play. It was not an intentionally dirty play. That's utter nonsense. And so now I watched the replay a thousand times. I'm not even certain that's where Ja hurt his knee. And again, there's a chance Ja's going to play game four. You guys are going to hear and see this after game four. As we are recording, it looks like he's not going to play. I'm not even sure that's where he hurt his knee, first of all. Second of all, I absolutely don't think that was intentional, nor do I think it was dirty. Right, and when you put things in slow-mo like that, it can make things look a certain way. Absolutely right. Right. The, the, The idea that Jordan Poole, and by the way, even if he was grabbing at his leg on purpose, to, I don't think it would be to hurt the guy. Right. I think it would be to regain his balance, try to knock Jaw off balance. That's not dirty. Right. That's You want to see dirty in these playoffs, watch Jay Crowder right. on a nightly <laughs> basis, like the, what Jay's doing. And so, no, I. but I think that we're in a weird spot where, you know, hard fouls are now flagrant ones. Flagrant yeah. ones are now flagrant twos. Flagrant twos now get you suspended. And so... I don't think anything that happened with Jordan Poole is bad. By the way, I try to not cross-pollinate the podcast and the TV show, but I had such a great take from the TV show. I want to debut it with you right here, okay? Let's do, let's do All it. right. So Dylan Brooks got suspended. Right. But he kind of got suspended for two games because he committed that foul on Gary Payton Jr. less than three minutes into game one. Right. So he got Or game two. He got kicked out of that game and then suspended. Here is what I propose, and there is context and precedent for this. In college football, if you get a targeting penalty, like helmet-to-helmet intentional, you get kicked out of the game. If you get that targeting penalty in the second half, you get kicked out of that game, and you miss the first half of the next game. So I propose that the NBA create, and it can only be applied after the game, a flagrant three. And it is, instead of a suspension, it is a 48-minute penalty. So uh-huh. if you get, because if, if Dylan Brooks had committed that exact same foul on Gary Payton Jr. with two minutes left in game three, right. or game two, pardon me, he would have missed those two minutes and then the next game. Right. Instead, he committed it two minutes into game two. And he missed. misses all. So here's, the, here's how a flagrant three would work. If you commit a flagrant two that is harsh enough to be suspended, but not harsh enough to where you're like, you know, kicked out of the league for 10 games, something right. ridiculous, you are out for 48 minutes. So if you committed it with six minutes left in the second quarter, you are kicked out and you can come back the following game with six minutes left in the second quarter. You are suspended. So enough time to where it is. So for Dylan Brooks, he would have been eligible to come back in with two minutes and 52 seconds into the first quarter of the next game because that's when he committed the penalty. It's like a hockey penalty box type of thing. It's called a flagrant three. It wouldn't be called in the game. It could just be applied after the game It because it, he deserved a harsher punishment than Draymond. Draymond got a flagrant two, got kicked out. But he did not deserve essentially a two-game ban. Flagrant three, 48-minute penalty, send it in Adam Silver. I, for What's, one, don't think he deserved like to be suspended for any time. Well, I... I would have agreed with you if not two things changed that. And then we move on. It's one about is how you didn't pick him up or like. No, I'm not worried about that. One is the guy got hurt. Right. And it, it, that I think maybe should matter. And the other is they set the precedent 
on flagrant two, no suspension was Draymond's thing. And you can't say what Dylan Brooks and Draymond did are the same severity. Word. So once they overreacted to Draymond's thing, they, you know what I mean? You almost have to. All right, what's that next? That makes sense. The big story of the playoffs so far is officiating. It's been terrible. Yeah. Chris Paul fouled out in 23 minutes against Dallas on Sunday. Yep. He can't win a game officiated by Scott Foster. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Celtics lost due to a crazy no call. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They lost because Tatum was terrible. No. They lost because Tatum was terrible. And if they, uh, you, you think Marcus Smart's going to make all three free throws? I mean, they lost by, what was it, two points? They lost by two. Yeah. Do you think Marcus Smart's going to make all three free throws? Because I don't. I mean, you'll make two. Well, yeah, but they were down three. He's shooting the three. He needs to make all three. All right, but go ahead. But uh, Yeah, go ahead. and there were two huge Jacksons already in the Memphis Warriors series. Yeah. After all these great playoff games, how is the conversation about officiating? Uh, the NBA's got an officiating problem. Yeah. And I think it was Miles Brown who suggested this on Twitter, and I tend to agree with him. They need to recalibrate and err on letting the games get way more physical, meaning call it looser than tighter. That way stars aren't in foul trouble. The players can figure out kind of how the game's being allowed to be called and then move on from there. With that said, for the for the Celtics game, the Marcus Smart thing was close, but they're really mad that Giannis keeps bullying them. But Giannis either gets fouled or commits a foul every play. We've seen it with Shaq. We've seen it with LeBron. Part of being the biggest, strongest guy on the court in sports is supposed to be an advantage. The crit Go ahead. And fouls are one thing. Goaltending's another. Oh, they missed a goaltending call. That's fair. Um, they lost by two. They, okay, they were also down by 13 in All the right. fourth quarter. And Jason Tatum, try not to be terrible again. <laughs> uh, the Chris Paul thing, and we're going to go a little overtime because we have to talk Giannis, uh, but not way overtime. Chris Paul, I, I have no sympathy for him in this spot. First of all, let's just go through how Chris Paul fouled out. He got three fouls early. Goes to the bench. Monty Williams then takes a risk. With 45 seconds left in the second quarter, puts Chris Paul back in the game to try to steal a couple possessions. Yeah. You're, you're, you've been in the league 15 years. You got to know. The one thing I can't do is foul. With two seconds left in the half, he fights for a rebound. 50-50 call foul. That's foul number four. Then, early in the second half, Chris Paul did a thing that the NBA officially specifically changed the rules on because of Chris Paul, which is I'm dribbling the ball up court. You are just trying to run up court as a defender. I swerve in your path and stop, so you run into me and I fall down. That, the NBA changed the rule this year to call that an offensive foul. He's got to know that. And then the sixth one, he grabbed uh, dude's arm. Like, I, I just don't have sympathy. Jalen Brunson's arm. I did. And if anybody should not be able to be like, ah, oh, I got screwed by a judgment call. It's not Chris Paul. has been tricking officials his whole career. He's a great player, but give me a break. <laughs> All right, we mentioned Giannis. Let's do Giannis quickly because we're a little over time. As much as me and the Celtics would like to blame the losses on the officiating, yeah, uh, we got to admit, you know, Giannis has been beating us alone. Uh -huh. But, you know, if, if Giannis doesn't take over, the Bucs are losing. Mm -hmm. And you always talk about how LeBron is held to a super high standard in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Isn't Giannis held to that same standard, if not higher? Well, not higher. I, I've never seen an athlete held to a more unfair or higher standard than LeBron. But, yeah, Giannis held to a crazy high standard. Best player in the league. Should be. I mean, the fact of the matter is Giannis was like 25, 10, and 8 the first two games. I didn't think he played great. When you are the best player in the league, you have, a, you have an expectation to be dominant more often than you're very good and to once or twice a playoffs be bad. That's why Giannis is on a different level than everyone else right now. And 
I've been saying Giannis won, Luka two. Folks killed me for it. I- I'm yet to see Luka have one game, much less multiple games, like we saw KD have. I'm yet to see Luka have one game, <laughs> less, much less multiple games, like Chris Paul has had or Jason Tatum has had. But Joel Embiid's been very good in these playoffs, but he got hurt. I, I, I think that's going to age really well. But he, the, I think we're going to. We have a bet on Buck Celtics. It's uh, not yeah. looking good for you now. By the time people see this, maybe the Celtics will have won Game Four. Prediction for something that will have already happened. I think tonight is the night, meaning yesterday when you guys hear this. Game Four is the night the Bucks go crazy from three. The Bucs are up in this series, and they're shooting 28% from three. That is bad news for Boston. When you guys are hearing or seeing this, I think it's 3-1 Milwaukee. It's a risky thing for me to do because I'm saying this before a game that will have actually already happened by the time you guys hear and see this, or I'll look like a genius. Bucs hit at least 16 threes, win easily, and it's 3-1 Milwaukee. We'll be right back. We'll see about that, champ. Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including calorie-smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off. Fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. I can't believe the arrogance of these alleged journalists that cover the nuggets who (laughs) might as well just have Jokic tattoos (laughs) who are trying to take a victory lap about their MVP who got washed in round one. Wait, and you were were saying in the segment that postseason stuff doesn't matter when no, it comes to MVP. Right, it's for, just the regular it's season? It's just a regular season award. They yeah, do the voting. Say, it's got, I no, feel like it's got to go to Embiid. If, like, the postseason, I know Giannis is, like, you know, he's yeah. carrying, he's beating the Celtics and stuff, but I feel like when you there's, see like, a what direct they look, correlation. Of course, when you see what they look like with, with him or without him, of course, but the it's just... you. This, and this guy says, you notice how silent Nick Wright was when Jokic was balling out in games four and five. I have a goddamn two-hour <laughs> television show every day. I do a podcast twice a week. <laughs> I'm never silent about anything. Just here's the thing, folks, and I'm going to sound real arrogant here. Okay, folks, let's do it. whose entire platform 
is Twitter don't understand that people with an actual platform might be saying things about something without tweeting about it. Right. So they're like, oh, no Nick Wright <laughs> tweets from game four. No, just <laughs> two hours on TV about it. You ready to go? Love that. All right. Welcome back That's in. Sweet. What's right with Nick Wright podcast. We are in episode. This is unbelievable that we are in episode <laughs> 17 already. Demonze, it's the B block. What are we starting with? Hardnetta's best game as a 76er on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, since Embiid has come back, Philly hasn't lost a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, was Sunday what we should expect from Harden and Embiid, or was this all just a mirage? It's not what you can expect from Harden. And the 31-7-9, <laughs> he might put up those similar numbers again, but the way he did it. So I tweeted this in real time, but that I said, I think this might be one of the best playoff fourth quarters of Harden's career. And then we checked this morning for the TV show, and this was 16 the fourth, was literally the most points Harden has ever scored in a playoff fourth quarter in a close win. He scored 17 once in a blowout. Okay. But that this was so it was the best fourth quarter. Because even vintage Harden, great James Harden, struggled in the playoffs in the fourth quarter in close games. So you can't expect him to be this dominant as he was in the fourth quarter yesterday but you should be able to expect him to occasionally pop for 30 points. But more importantly, even if they don't, and the reason I felt so strongly about Philly in this series was Miami has no answer for Embiid. And if Embiid was at 60% in game three and Philly won, he was probably 75% in game four and Philly won. I don't think Philly's going to lose again this series. I think that Philly is in a spot right now where there's no answer for Embiid he causes so much pressure because Miami's a great defensive team, but they're short. Bam yeah. is awesome, but Bam is 6'8". Right. Embiid's 7'1". He's got to be close to 300 pounds and is just so physically dominant that I think this is a bad matchup for Miami. I, I have a real shot to be undefeated through two rounds of the playoffs as far as series predictions. I have for this round. I have I have the Bucks, Sixers, Mavs, and I have the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies one is on life support with Ja <laughs> being injured, uh, but so maybe three out of four. But if Ja's hurt, then I feel like I'm off the hook. Right. right. If your best player gets That's hurt, fair. Um, but I didn't even back down on the Philly thing when we found out Embiid was missing the first two games. I said the same thing that I said about Luke in round one. If Embiid's back by game three, I think they can win. I don't think Miami has an answer. One other weird thing to watch with the Heat. Duncan Robinson signed a five-year, $90 million deal a year ago. Duncan Robinson made eight three-pointers in the first game of the playoffs. He's played, what, a a minute? He's played one minute this year. (laughs) And he's not hurt. Since game one of the playoffs, he has played a total. The Heat have played eight games. He has played a total of 44 minutes. Now, I understand he's a defensive liability, but you, you're supposed to be a great defensive team, and you are. You need to be able to have a defensive liability out there when they're like 14 of 50 from three in the last two games when he can shoot like that. Duncan Robinson being thrown to the bench, glued to the bench, I should say, when he's at 18 million a year for the next three years is baffling to me. All right, what's next? They need you in the, they need you in the booth. Yeah, well, they, yeah, a lot of these teams do. But the Heat are well coached. I just don't get it. All right, what's the, you know who we did see yesterday, though, real quick, for the first time in forever, Markeith Morris. He made an appearance for the Heat. 
which was good for him because he did have to miss 50 games this year because the back-to-back MVP shoved him in the back when he wasn't <laughs> looking and he got whiplash. But nobody wants to talk uh, about he that either. that on himself. Uh, we're not about that. I'm so- not a big Morris Wins fan. He did get shoved in the back while he wasn't looking. All right, what's next? Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago on Twitter, you jokingly put out a tweet, Russ for Kyrie. Yeah. Well, you know, strangely enough, mm-hmm. when Kyrie had the whole COVID thing going on, they yeah. so there were rumors of Kyrie being traded for us. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think the chances that LeBron ever gets his old teammate back? Oh, I don't think Kyrie and LeBron are teaming up again. I think that it would be great for both parties. I think that Kyrie, listen, Kyrie in his career, in his career, has played nine games in the playoffs after round one without LeBron alongside him. He has played zero conference finals games without LeBron alongside him. Zero NBA finals games without LeBron alongside him. Now, Kyrie's out here talking about a four-year dynasty in Brooklyn. I, I think it'd be better if they could put together four good weeks of basketball. <laughs> but um, the problem with Kyrie and KD is neither one of being your two best players. You need somebody who knows how to lead a group of men, which in sports matters. And Kyrie and KD, for how brilliant they are, how brilliant KD is as a player and how brilliant Kyrie is as an offensive player when he can be bothered to play. They're not, they've never been leaders. Uh, but yeah, I listen, the folks will at some point recognize that I know what the hell I'm talking about. That I, of course, the Nets were shopping Kyrie, and of course, Kyrie threatened to retire if he was traded. Like I said all of this a long time ago. And of course, there what there weren't a lot of teams that would are that interested in Kyrie with everything that goes along with him. The Lakers would have been one of them. He had shooting. LeBron has won with him. So, right. yeah, I mean, if the question is, do I want to take a victory lap? I, I, am, <laughs> I am honestly a little exhausted, and I have a side stitch from all the victory laps I'm having to take recently. I mean, just nailed the Nets. Oh, this I'm guy. nailing the, the Suns and the Mavs. I nailed Bucks, Celtics, like a lot of victory laps. But, okay, we can keep going. Are we going to play a game now? This yeah. or that? Can yeah. Nick be more obnoxious than that? We'll find out. Go ahead. It is time for this or that. Which fan base should be more upset? Seahawks fans hearing Pete Carroll cape up for Drew Locke? Or Raiders fans watching Tom Brady admit he fumbled in the tuck rule game? Oh, the answer is Seahawks fans. Everybody knew Tom Brady fumbled in the tuck rule game. And listen, Tom Brady, I get it. You know, he had gone 36 hours without being a topic on talk shows. And he was like, (laughs) I need to get my name back in the news cycle here. So he did some TikTok trend with Justin Bieber. But Pete Carroll acting like Drew Locke is anything other than one of the very worst quarterbacks in football is just a disaster. (laughs) Why they haven't bit the bullet and traded for Baker Mayfield, I don't understand, unless the answer is because they want to be terrible. If it's that they want to be terrible and try to get the number one pick, so be it. Okay. But if they think they can actually compete with uh, Drew Locke, they got another thing coming. All right, Baker Mayfield situation is what right now? Is he just he's a, he's still, a free agent? No, they haven't released him. They haven't traded him. He's still on the Browns. I think the Browns might be quietly a little concerned about, wait, how long is Deshaun Watson going to be suspended? Is it possible he's suspended the whole year and we need a quarterback? That makes sense. So, uh, But that, that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is they're going to move on from him. Just nobody wants to pay him the $18 million. All right, what's next? Hold on. Odell went to the Suns game in a Booker jersey. Yeah. Which NFC contender should sign him, Arizona or Dallas? All right. I don't know if we have a picture of what Odell was wearing 
and I know this isn't the answer uh, or the question, but the, the, the Dallas isn't going to sign him. I don't think they have the money. Arizona has spent so much on white. They just paid a first round for uh, Hollywood Brown. DeAndre Hopkins only going to miss six weeks. They spent. They have wide receivers, not what they need in Arizona. So I don't think either. My answer to that is neither. But I do. Odell's my buddy. I like him. Are Once upon a time. About his company. No, not his company. Oh, I didn't sorry. See his, no, no, no. That's that's, <laughs> that's in the post show pod with the Monze. Um, Odell, once upon a time, when you had hair similar to what he had, yeah. he FaceTimed you and told you what to do to keep it nice. Yes. Like what what products put in there. Yeah. I like Odell. I can't say Tom Brady was like 36 hours without getting attention, without mentioning <laughs> that Odell Beckham Jr. wearing what he wore to that Suns game. Sitting where he sat, it's a little, little attention start. Don't put this on social, guys. This is a podcast exclusive for people who are watching and listening. But Odell, Odell wearing the jersey and the shorts and the like multicolored jewelry. I this is the same game where we had the do-rag on, right? Mm-hmm. He he just listen, there are certain folks that really, really need in every instance, to be the center of attention, even when they are literally not the center of attention. And listen, I, I, I have a little bit of that in me. I, I, you know, I, I talk into a camera and a microphone for a living. I get it. But it was, I didn't think it was the best look imaginable. I thought it was a better courtside look than Ben Simmons' courtside <laughs> outfits when he wasn't playing, but not much. All right, what's last? Uh, what's worse, Mickelson losing $40 million on gambling over four years. Yeah. Or my breath. Okay. Well, your breath. On the plane. On the plane. So can we show DeMonte's tweet? DeMonte took a trip to California this weekend and sent out what I thought was a very funny tweet. Dude, I'm sitting next to him on the plane, gave me a piece of gum. I started eating the piece he gave me, and then he slid another one my way. He speaks no English, which made it even funnier. Breath must be malo, and then a bunch of laughing emojis. First of all, props. I think that might be the first time you've ever properly used a Spanish term. Okay. I'll give you a, a fist bump. That's my fault. You know what? Hold on. Let's have a, let's have a parenting moment, you and me, because I can talk about a regret. We're going to go just one minute overtime here. We maybe need to adjust the clocks, by the way. We're at 17 episodes in. I think we need to adjust the clocks to 12 minutes, 12 minutes, since we've literally never hit them except for one He's time. He's about to get somebody fired. Um, no, I'm not getting anybody fired. I blame myself for DeMonze's lack of a second language because this is, I'm not proud of this. I once helped you cheat on a take-home Spanish test. Do you remember? You had to like answer into a camera. And I was holding up the oh. camera with the words you needed to be able to say. I do. Because I that. so badly wanted you to pass. Yeah. And then despite that, you didn't pass and you were going to be ineligible for basketball that semester. And then we doubled down. And then I went to the I went to the school and like begged the teacher to up his grade to make him eligible for the basketball team. And she did. I mean, it. to my defense, it was like 5.5. I needed to be like, she needed to give me like. Yeah, you, yeah, but it was. Half it's not point. like you needed like 0.5 to get an A. Yeah, it was you like needed a 0.5 <laughs> to pass. And so, and I look back and I'm like, ah, maybe if he had just, you know, suffered the pain of being ineligible that semester, he would have actually learned some Spanish. But you know what? We live and we learn. And that's the, the, the curse of being the oldest is we make mistakes with you and then we don't make them with the, <laughs> with the girls. Uh, 
Uh, so, the but, crash dummy. The, but <laughs> the point of this was to talk about Demonze's breath. Hey, Demonze has amazing hygiene. The best hygiene of uh, like any young man I've ever met. Used to like <laughs> refuse to go to dinner after basketball games. We would go to your game and then want to go to dinner as a family. Yeah, like, I no, I feel disgusting. I need to shower. It's gross. I'm like, can we just sit at dinner? No. He, all of that. With that said, when Demonze has bad breath, you think he's dying. <laughs> no, for real. You really think like, oh my God. Like, do you have a disease? Is, something, is, the, is, is there something rotten somewhere? <laughs> I don't know what the issue is. So you're not a bad breath guy. But no. when it is, you had an early morning flight. I, my guess is you were hustling out of the house. I definitely brushed my well, teeth, Well, you didn't man. brush them far enough. I had a really bad omelet at the sports bar at the airport. Okay, so I mean, whatever it was, I'm telling you, I know that poor gentleman sitting next to you was like, <laughs> this is a six-hour flight, and he's going to burn through my mask. <laughs> like it's, so I, I feel for that guy. As far as Mickelson, um, word on the street is that $40 million in gambling losses over four years is way low. It's way lower. What? No, forty million is is lower than what it actually is. Oh, that word on the street is that Phil, jeez, what big big time problem gambler. That's just the word. There might even be an all time great gambler that's in jail now. Maybe the greatest sports gambler ever. Just Google Phil Mickelson, Billy Walters, and then figure out if wait was Phil placing some of Billy's bets for him so he could get a lot of money down. And if he was, those are winning bets usually. So if you are, if you win bets for someone else, they get that money. Right. So if that 40 million, was it maybe more than that? Possibly. And now, and the, you know, too long didn't read version is, wait, why is Phil Mickelson teaming up with Saudi Arabia in a golf league? Oh, that's why. Because <laughs> he might need the cash. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. Welcome back in last segment. What's right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. Like, rate, subscribe, review. Please do so kindly. Uh, Do you talk to your mom on Mother's Day? No. You're lying. I am. 
You are lying. Yeah, I just figured you'd give me the benefit of the doubt. Like, well, you you were out of town. She was out of town. I didn't like even did you know what I mean? I I you might forget it was Mother's Day. I don't know. Yeah. I was just checking on you. Uh, I almost. Do you remember? A little backup. Do you remember four years ago when me and Bamani drove to Boston on Mother's Day? Ooh. I was out here. Oh, you might no, no, yeah. you weren't. I don't think you I was were here. in school. Kansas, maybe. You were no, no, no. It was four years ago. You, you were in California. No, so Mother's Day, <laughs> so 2018, nice. Game One, Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics, Cavs. Bomani and I drove to Boston on Mother's Day to watch that game, and then drove back that day. I missed the whole day, and still came back the same day. That's same, well and, and it was the only game that entire playoff run. LeBron was bad. And I just got heckled by Celtics fans the whole time. It was not an enjoyable experience. And none of it was good. <laughs> none of it was worthwhile. And it cost me with your mom. But your mom is in Belize yeah. with your auntie for her birthday. Um, bleep the age um, for her birthday. <laughs> Smart, man. Uh, for your auntie's birthday. So I'm like, oh, your mom's not here. So I really wanted to go. I had a plan. Because I had tickets waiting for me for the Sixers game. And I found great tickets for the Mavs game. And my plan was I was going to early Sunday morning drive to fly Philly? to no oh. fly to Dallas for the game. The moment the game was over, fly to Philly, get there about mid-second quarter, do and then watch the end of that game, and then drive back here. And then I realized. That it was going to be amazing. It's yeah, just going to be an like epic day, and it was going to be expensive. But I have gotten so many. Speaking of Bizarro, Phil Mickelson, so many bets right in these playoffs. I've got money to spend on these playoff games. And then, like literally Saturday night, you know who reached out to me? My sister, and she was like, "So what are we doing? Like, are you coming over for mom's thing tomorrow?" I'm like, "Oh, my mom." I'm like, oh, my mom for Mother's Day. Not just my wife. My mom lives a half hour away. I, I, I almost, I almost just, just this totally about forgot. To go around the U.S. Just about to do a multi NBA tour instead of seeing my own mother, my poor mother, who's gonna hear this and be super pissed. So how close did you get to going through with it before you? I like... was looking at flights. <laughs> I was figuring out. I, I was the flight. I had already decided I was doing the Dallas thing. The question was, how far is it from the airline to the? Because there's two airports in Dallas. How how far is it from the arena to the airport in Dallas and in Philly to where did I have any chance of getting to Philly before the game was over? Because there was only like two hours between games, but it's not that long of a flight. I thought I was going to be able to do it. It was going to be historic. It was going to be like a parent who has two kids playing in two different. You see this yeah, in the NFL so. sometimes. Uh, but instead, I ate bagels and locks with my mother. Did you go to her house? Yeah, we did a whole thing. Yeah, you were out of town. Your sister, older sister was working. Your younger sister was uh, at a roller skating thing. It was just, yeah. So I went. So I was almost terrible son. Mom, who is the most loyal viewer and listener of this, just so you know, like I used to with my radio career, I'm a performer. What I'm saying is obviously for entertainment. It's like an actor on TV. You can't really believe what I'm saying. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Talk to you guys in a few days.